talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM Artist Interview. And welcome to this week's episode of The Artist Interview. I'm your host, Gordon T, and it's my absolute pleasure to scour the world of contemporary Christian music and bring to you artists who are bringing some great sounds with some amazing stories to share. And this week, we've got a live city joining with us. Uh, and before we introduce Zach to the show for the first time, let's hear this track. It's called High Low. Sometimes I'm not sure And that was High Low by Live City. Hey, Zach, how are you doing? Hey, it's good to be here. Well, welcome to welcome to the artist interview. Your surname, correct me, have I got, have I got this right? Zach Chasso? Chasso, but very close, very close. We Not too bad, Chasso. Okay, and, and that's French-German origins. Correct. Great, okay. But you are not French or German. Where in the world are you, sir? I'm in Detroit, Michigan. Okay, which is not somewhere that we often get to go to. We tend to be in Nashville, if I'm totally honest. Mm -hmm. But Detroit, Michigan, what's the music scene like in Detroit? Mm. So, first of all, usually people from outside of Detroit tend to avoid the city at all costs, which... I, I understand, but we are we are improving. We're getting better. We're getting safer out here. <laughs> but uh, the music scene in Detroit is uh, sparse. I think that's a good word to describe it. Um, the city of Nashville is like a magnet, and it kind of takes anybody from the entire state of Michigan and uh, brings them down south. But we're still here. We're out here. You're still there. So now in the UK, I'll be I'll be honest. You're not a hugely well known band yet. But you have got some really great music. So it'd be a great opportunity to find out a little bit about, well, the band, but also your journey with Jesus and how music came into that. Would you be happy to share that? Uh, no, I don't know. I'll just play. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I love the wrong interview. <laughs> We're yeah. on the interview. Yeah. So um, Alive City is fronted by myself and my younger sister, Maddie. And we have, we just, we grew up in a musical church. We grew up in a musical family. And by the time we were in middle school, we uh, were involved in worship projects leading at our church. Uh, we joined the band when we were very young and we weren't very, we weren't very good at that time. Okay. You know, you obviously improved because you still look very young to me. How, how old are you, Zach? I'm 24. Okay. So how long have you- 24 going on 21. So middle school, I, I, I don't, we don't understand what that even means over here in the UK. What, what age were you when you started doing the band together? Yeah. Uh, we started playing music when we were probably- 12 years old somewhere in that oh okay so 12 12 years ago yes yep in fact, in fact you could actually say half a lifetime ago <laughs> i guess you're right yeah wow okay that works great to have been together so long so okay so you started when you when you started doing music were you trying to be the next sort of this or that artist or did you start doing christian based lyrics that people well 
In fact, tell us about your style. How did that all evolve? What, what, were, you, what were you like age 12? Okay, so age 12, we listened to a ton of CCM. Uh, my dad almost exclusively had Toby Mac and Skillet CDs playing. And so I started, I started music just wanting, I wanted to play for the band Skillet. I wanted to be their electric guitar player, like more than anything. Like I just love the guitar. And uh, my sister had been into uh, more of like indie female vocalists, um, like the Civil Wars, oh, like yeah. those types of artists. And so she picked up all these like incredible vocal traits and I was just jamming away on guitar, man. I was just trying to rock and roll. So it's, it's fun that you're both musical, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's super, super cool. It's it's a huge blessing. So so your dad was, was pumping out Toby Mac. Hats off, good choice. Like I like that. So and Skillet, well, we, we've had John on the show before. Uh, a great guy. And tell you what, passionate about the Bible as well as about music. So yeah. which is which is cool. But that obviously clearly didn't work out for you, getting getting to be uh, his guitarist. Not not yet anyway. You never know what might happen against so never say never. <laughs> right. So 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 you're playing music together uh did you meet the whole of the band at this point when you were sort of still at school or how did you form together to become the band that's currently lined up yeah so we all um ended up going to the same church where we've all been for basically our whole lives and uh the church encouraged us all to play music to even even to try like writing our own songs and to like try out um to try out leading worship to try singing um and oh, that's actually a kind of funny story. So I I got kicked off the worship team when I first started for being too bad at vocals. <laughs> wow. Well, that's, which shows that there was room for improvement and you took the opportunity. In oh, fact, yeah. maybe it was a helpful thing. Sometimes people need something to not quite go to plan yes. for them to go, oh, I said, I need to do some work at this. So, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. so that's like... Like for me, experiencing that is kind of proof that if you have a dream, if you're like, if you're a young person, you don't have to be born the best at something. You don't have to be perfect. Like right when you first try, it's, it's all about the journey. It's about the process. And if you set your mind to something and if God has that in his plan for your life, I think you can make it happen. Wow. Yeah. And I think you should, you should chase it. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't necessarily rejection can be a good thing. Don't, don't let it get you down straight away. Uh, um, was it mm -hmm. that you got rejected, but Maddie didn't? That did happen. She's always been incredible. Vocally. <laughs> okay. That, that must be a fun moment. If it helps you at all, I was also rejected. I was rejected from my church choir because i couldn't sing a note so they were probably wise to reject me it was it was it was actually fair now here you are with the microphone yeah here i'm with the mic fortunately for the listeners not singing on the mic so because not not much has changed in the singing department i'm afraid um but okay so so your church is encouraging you get writing some songs get doing some things and i'm guessing at some point they let you back into the worship team yes yep um i kept on working at it and eventually I started leading worship at uh, at the church actually that we're all still a part of to this day, Metro City Church. And um, and then so at the same time as like we're like leading worship, where we also have this dream and this passion that's developing to write music and to record music. And it's, it's just super, super fun. Um, and I got hooked as soon as I started. I was probably like 15 years old using like a free version of GarageBand on my computer and just got completely hooked on the process of just like writing and recording songs. Wow. And GarageBand is actually surprisingly powerful. 
and you, yes, you can do definitely. quite a lot with with garage band so that that is quite neat uh and, and just a quick query about sort of your christian journey so okay you're from a christian family always brought up in church was there sort of a well lots of teenagers for a start have wobbles where they go there's all this stuff was it was there a period for you where you were like half in half out not sure or was there a moment when you had that encounter with God and you just said, this is it, I'm going this way? Yeah, um, I think that for me, it, it has been a journey of like going through very like intense struggles in my life, but still like, but having to make the decision to choose Christ and to choose my relationship with him despite my situation. So um, I think I, I, I remember distinctly the first time that I went through like, like a hard season. Um, it was, it was in middle, uh, in middle school. It was when I was probably, uh, 12 or 13 years old. And I, I was dealing with obsessive compulsive disorder or anxiety. Uh, they're, they're very similar. I probably had both if I'm being honest. Uh, but it was just, it was a super, super hard period of time because I couldn't, I couldn't get control of, of my mind. I kept on going into like anxiety spirals, um, if you've ever dealt with anxiety or OCD, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Do you know? Do you know what? Some of our listeners might be having some of the symptoms, but they wouldn't necessarily recognise them as being anxiety or OCD. Yeah. What sort of things do you mean? Yeah, um, just like obsessions and compulsions. That's like obsessive compulsive disorder is OCD. And I would just get, I would get stuck on the things that I was worried about. If I was worried that I had like said the wrong thing to offend someone, or if I had um, said something that might've, or done something that might've like offended God, I was just having irrational, um, irrational, just like moments of anxiety where like everything would spiral out of control. And I would just like, I would be like overtaken by these worries and these fears. And what changed? Are you still struggling with that? If you don't mind me asking. Um, so I think that for people who struggle with OCD or with anxiety, there's always going to be like time periods in your life where it's worse or when it's better. But I, I believe that God has really freed me from so much of it and praise Jesus. Like, yeah. cause I, it's, I, I don't think that it's, that it's possible to live a life that's anxiety free unless you're fully trusting in God and his plan for your life. Cause I think, yeah. I think so much of anxiety is based on like on comparison uh, to other people comparison to like maybe comparison of um, like, where am I versus where do I want to be? But that's, that's not what, that's not what uh, God wants us to focus on. So if we're, if we're so self-focused and I know I, I, I still struggle with this, but if I focus on myself and my own situation, instead of just how can I love Jesus more, how can I love the people around me more? That has been like a big, like a big mindset thing. And that's something I have to constantly remind myself to do whenever I like start worrying, whenever I start like having anxiety, I have to, I have to remember what, what my focus is, is my focus myself. It shouldn't yeah. be, but it's so easy to, to fall into that. Yeah, especially in your line of work where you're putting out music, you're being upfront, you've got people looking at you and I'm not going to say judging you, but they're making assessments. Is that a good song? Is that a good lyric? And coming back with comments and feedback and all that sort of stuff all the time, it gets probably quite easy to start looking at yourself and your performance and comparison because the whole of the record industry and music industry, well, it actually is, would I like to listen to this music or that music? At which point it, 
perhaps it is a bit of a comparison. I, 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 it shouldn't be in many respects, and you're 100% right. But I, I'm, what I'm amazed about here is that God's brought you on that journey and then not gone, here's a career path that will be less challenging, where you might have uh, a propensity to struggle with, with that thought cycle and with those questions for yourself. But it's put you right into the fire, and but also bring you on a healing journey so that you can carry on operating. And you're smiling away. It's great seeing you because um, clearly this has been a struggle in your life that I, I haven't I haven't had to experience myself. But I know people who have been through it, and it is uh, something that absolutely can hold you. And if you don't get free from it, it's crippling. So, so as you said, praise Jesus that your life yeah. has been turned around. Um, and but yeah, you said it's possible. Yeah, and I think that's an encouragement to anyone who's listening that maybe for themselves or other people, uh, they they know that this is something that's impacting uh, really really significantly. But freedom is something that that Jesus can bring. So um, so you've had those struggles, but you've you've come through them as a band though. Just to check, I'm, it's unusual for a band to form so early and still be staying together and still be in yeah. the same church. What have been the highs and the lows? And the song we just played was called Hilo, but what's been the highs and the lows of, of that band journey? Yeah. Um, so as with any band, um, the highs and the lows definitely revolve around like going for that, for that big break, for that next opportunity. And as a band, I think we've had, we've had to learn that at the end of the day, the only thing that we can really truly be responsible for is the music that we make in the way that we choose to live our lives. And so through like the ups and downs of, oh, did this song take off? Um, did this record label want to do this thing or 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 what have you? Um, we've just really begun to focus less on that and more about just making the music that we want to hear one. And then two, the music that we think can maybe speak to somebody, maybe maybe something that, that we say or write can encourage somebody and help them through through what they're dealing with. Yeah, and your, your lyrics don't seem like just the average sort of lyrics that I see. It's a comparison thing, but I'm, I'm looking and going, oh, I think your lyrics are quite, quite challenging, quite thought provoking. Um, and they're the sort of thing that you, you could quite easily listen to as as a non-christian uh, uh as well as being a yeah Christian. that was a goal that was definitely a goal well i'm going to give you a big tick because i think i think you've hit that goal that it's something that actually i could happily let loads loads of people have a listen to who aren't christians no christian background and still think oh this is good music and still find the lyrics interesting so um yeah. so you haven't you haven't missed that mark if that's what you're going for uh well done because it's because it's great um thank you so the track that we're about to play is called fighting myself and that's a really interesting track with interesting lyrics. Tell me all about Fighting Myself and why you wrote it and what you hope to achieve with it. Yeah. So Fighting Myself is actually the reason that I think the two of us connected in the first place was uh, you sent was. me an email asking some questions and some very, some very valid questions about the song because uh, Fighting Myself doesn't have the typical resolve of the lyrics like most christian songs that you hear uh in most christian songs the verse is the struggle but by the chorus or the bridge everything's fine and i think that sometimes that can that can that can limit like the scope of like what a christian artist can do if your story has to be like almost like almost confined to such like a like a tight framework 
So with this one, uh, it was actually it like our team had uh, we had we had talked about this like it doesn't resolve like where's the resolve in it, and we felt that um, it was important to ask the question um, and to, like to raise these points about our, we're fighting ourselves, and what I mean by that is uh, in the book of Romans in chapter seven. Uh, the Apostle Paul writes about this very, very same concept where he he talks about having a sin nature and sinful desires. He didn't really in specific talk about what that was for him. But as a, as a Christian, we can fill in the blank. Everybody has like their own struggles. And we have these things that, that they seem like they're inside of us that we're just fighting. Um, but there is, there's another passage from the book of Mark that, uh, it talks about what does, what does a man gain if he, if he gains the whole world, but he loses his soul. And I was, I was trying to write about these two passages and shout out to, uh, my songwriter, uh, who wrote on the track with me, Jonathan Gamble with, uh, capital CMG. Absolutely incredible. Um, but that was kind of like the, the issue we wanted to tackle was, uh, this idea of like, we're fighting these desires, but at the end of the day, if we if we gain the whole world, if my desire is to gain the whole world, but I lose focus of what what the purpose is, and my purpose is is to worship Jesus. It's not to worship myself. And that's what we wanted. We wanted to to write about this inner battle and this inner struggle between yourself and living a life that's fully devoted to Christ. And I think it, I think listeners will see if they listen to the rest of our catalog after this song that everything kind of ties together into this beautiful picture of it's clear now. Like, so we have a song called clear now that talks about at the, at the end of our struggles, at the end of, uh, of the Valley, when we're able to see the other side, we'll see how faithful and how loving God really was to us. My heart wants everything and I hate that part of me. Am I here in heaven or hell? I'm fighting myself If I had known who I'd be Would I have been proud of me? Cause it's getting harder to tell I'm fighting myself And that was Fighting Myself by Alive City and I'm so glad that Zach is still here with us for the artist interview. Zach, thanks for all that you've shared so far, uh, the struggles you mentioned in your own life with, with OCD and anxiety uh, and also uh, the meaning of fighting myself. Um, you know, there's bound to be listeners who can relate to some of those things uh, and if you're happy to pray right now for us, that'd be very much appreciated. Yeah, let's do it. Um, God, I, I pray for anybody who might be listening on Hope FM right now. And God, I pray for anybody who is in the midst of a struggle. I pray for anybody who is maybe dealing with doubt, maybe dealing with anxiety, with comparison, with, with all these things that God, I know you are so much bigger than. And God, I know that you, you love us so much that you don't want to leave us in the midst of our struggle, but you want to walk with us straight through to the other side. And so, God, I pray for everyone who might be hearing this right now, God, that you will just work in powerful ways in their lives, that you will bring freedom, you'll bring healing, and you'll bring peace into the uh, the minds and the hearts of, of all of your kids, God. I know that you are so faithful to us, and I know that you love us, and I know you want the best for us. And that might not, it might not always look at uh, the exact way that we that we're expecting, but God, I trust that you are faithful and God, I trust that your promise still stands. 
And God, we're grateful. We love you. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Zach. I talked a little bit about how the band got together and we talked a little bit about the, the way you write your music. We touched on it. How do you actually go about that? Who, who is it who's the, the main writer? Tell us a bit about the process. Where are you doing your work and who does what? So in the band is yourself. So what do you play? Uh, what You're one of the singers as well. And who else in the band? What do they do? Yeah. So in Alive City, we have myself. I'm Zach. Uh, we have my sister, Maddie. We have Bryce on the drums, Johnny on the bass and Noah on guitar. And when we when we create, it really ends up being whatever instrument we're feeling at that time in the studio. We'll just kind of we'll mess around on it and figure something out. So there's all sorts of instruments that I really don't know how to play, but we 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 figure out how to play just like one part on it, and then we record it in, and then we've got it. So that's a little bit of of our creative process. We record everything. Uh, if you're watching on Zoom right now, actually in this very studio with the cool LED little lights, you know, people have to catch that on the YouTube channel in due course. So, um, so yeah, I can see I can see your little studio room. It looks it looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's so much fun, man. It's so fun. So um, we all. Um, we all are involved in the production process. Um, our drummer, Bryce, he produces as well. So we'll send each other files and tracks. We'll be hopping on FaceTime calls constantly just saying, hey, man, what do you think about this percussion element right here? And uh, then we'll we'll come together into this studio and we'll track out different uh, other other layers, maybe like vocals. Uh, as far as the writing process goes, um, I like I typically am I, I would say I'm typically the one who brings in like the fundamental of the idea. And then from there, we just kind of see what happens with it. Cool. And then we, we just we just create we just create around whatever like the fundamental is. Uh, some songs we like to write with uh, co-writers, some songs I write by myself and then we just come together for the production. Um one thing that I really enjoy about the songwriting process is just find people who you want to have fun with, find people who you can make jokes with. And the writing tends to go very naturally from there. If you, if you trust the people who you're writing with, if you trust the people you're collaborating with, just have fun. Like, just don't worry about it. I've been on, I've been in Nashville and I've been in, in studio sessions where I felt super stressed out. And then I've been in, in other studio sessions where I felt much more like at home and just like friendly and the sessions, the sessions where you're, where you're relaxed and where you feel good. Those always turn out to be the best songs. I, I can, I can imagine that unless you're a person who really likes that stressful environment and stuff then flows, <laughs> but it, it sounds like that's not going <laughs> to be your crazy. ideal for you. Wouldn't, wouldn't be great for me either. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, when you're in the studio, how, how many hours are you spending in the studio on the average week then? Oh gosh countless countless hours so i um i also work for a variety of artists um uh, actually probably Go on, name 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 drop who, who who else do you work for um for king country crowder we the kingdom those are some blessing over i really like him okay so the first three uh, are all people that we've had on the show and uh wow. and i've i've got a lot of time and respect for for all of them great people to work for blessing off all i've got to say really making some some waves here uh, yes. on the station i work on beautiful voice um so so looking forward to seeing where where that goes as well but how on earth do you get linked in with these guys to to work on stuff and what and what are you doing with them yeah so my 
my uh, music mentor is a guy, he's an Australian and his name is Ainsley. And he, um, I've known him for several years now. And he is like one of like the top mix engineers in the whole industry. And I've been able to work under him in different capacities and just, I don't even know how, but I've, I've, I've been able to work on my heroes records and I'm just, and my mind is blown. And the only thing I can say is God is so good wow. and I'm just happy to be here. Wow. That is, that is super. Yeah. So you're doing production work for those guys. Yeah, I'm doing um we're we're mostly involved in uh in like live recordings that that the artists will do. And then uh so they capture the the recordings at, maybe out in the road at, like at a tour. Actually, we're going we're going to Passion Conference uh which is like a big stadium event um in the beginning of 2023. So we're going to be out there uh doing a bunch of live capture and audio recording for the conference. And we basically take the different elements that are captured live in the room to try to to try to capture the magic of the moments that happen. And we bring them back into the studio and we polish them up and we get them ready for the world to hear them. Wow. Wow. That is such a cool thing to get to do and doing with yeah, those artists. It's awesome. Superb. I'm I'm slightly jealous um, because obviously being based here in the UK, I only get to hang out with these guys on Zoom and never go to in a studio with them when they're actually doing some awesome stuff. Must be loads of fun. Okay. And just great big names as well. So what what a blessing that God's opened that door for you as well. Yeah. Maybe, maybe one day you'll you'll be supporting them on a tour somewhere. That that would be so cool. <laughs> I, would, I would love that. That would be very cool. So talking of tours, so uh what about you guys? You're in Detroit, but are you touring? Have you got anything planned for this coming year? What's what's up? Yeah. So we, um, an interesting thing for us as a band is we've seen, we've seen so many, so many artists, and this isn't a knock on, on art on any of these artists, but we've seen so many artists try to tour without having the right song catalog. And we tried it ourselves as well. So we, uh, in 2018, so that's a couple of years ago now, we, uh, we won an online battle of the bands and I don't, cool. I don't know how this happened, but we ended up playing a festival tour across the United States and we were kids. We were, we were ripe, fresh off the vine and it was super fun. It was some of the best memories of my entire life, but we got spanked right off the stage by the Danny Gokies, the Crowders, the Freaking Countries, all these bands who have incredible catalogs and their show was completely dialed in. They they were the best musicians in in the entire world. And we were opening for them as kids fresh out of high school and it it was it was a very fun time, but we weren't ready. We were definitely not ready. Got you. Okay. So, so it was, it was a learning experience. It, it was a huge learning experience. And the main takeaway that we took from that was we, we really want to focus on the writing in uh, the recording and the production elements before we focus on the tour side, because I believe that the music always comes first and foremost in front of anything else, in front of the live shows before, before even like the, the video content, before anything, before the advertising, before the marketing, the music is it's it's the foundation of everything. So we decided um, through those learning experiences, playing shows that we probably weren't ready for, that we were just going to focus on the music, focus on writing, and just try to learn as much as we can. I've actually sure. this is this is a funny side note. I've actually thrown away entire albums 
after uh, like being able to like train and like learn from producers and engineers who were better than me, I have like zero problem with like, like identifying, oh, this wasn't good. And just, <laughs> just trashing what I've done. Because I just, I want to have a heart that's open and willing to learn and willing to grow. So it's almost like someone's prototyping, you're busy building something and then you learn a better technique and you go, well, that old thing, I, I wouldn't do that now. So I'm going to make it an entirely different way. Yep. Gosh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I like the fact you can still say that with a smile on your face because I can imagine if I put a lot of work in, I'd be like, no, I've done too much work on this now. This this has to be ready. So, but um, but no, you want, you want to be the best you can make it. Yeah, I think that that's like, I think it's a bit of a learning that you can apply to, to any field, to any discipline. If if you're doing something that that isn't that isn't working, just like be willing to change. Like I threw I threw an album away nine months ago. Now, the album you threw away, it's not just your work on that album though, I assume. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, this, this is actually very interesting. So we, uh, we had, so Alive City makes primarily studio pop music. And we decided that we wanted to learn more about, uh, about live recording, live instrumentation and live arrangements. And so we began experimenting with like, with live music. And um, it's a lot more difficult than studio music, a lot more challenging. And basically, we we got to this point where we had created an album that like we were not like we we had put a ton of of time and effort into, but we weren't happy with it. And we couldn't really figure out like, what is it? And then um, I was God, I think God opened up some doors and some opportunities for me to go train with people who specialize in live music and. I, I walked away from that with a ton of, of newfound wisdom and knowledge, but also realizing I should probably I should probably accept like what the experts are doing and I should be willing to change and to try things a new way. And so that meant having to throw away the old album. Okay, that's uh, that I've got to say respect. Uh, this, it's probably in fact I'm sure it's the right decision, but it's it's a hard decision to come to. So, but obviously. The, yeah, it was tough. The, the band, the band haven't ditched you though. They're they're still they're still with you. So that's good news. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've we've all kind of like adopted this like this attitude of just trying to like learn and grow and be as humble as we possibly can. And like I'm not saying we're perfect at it, but we really do want to just learn. So can I ask a little bit about your 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 leading worship in your church at the moment? Yeah. So we um we we lead worship at a uh, a church just outside Detroit, Michigan. And this has been really, really cool. So the church has wanted to put out a worship project for many, many years. And at the same time as they were doing this, we had also become much more interested in live music and in worship music. And because uh, like our our bread and butter is like pop stuff. But we've like we do worship music on a week to week basis at the church because like where we all play mm -hmm. and lead anyways. And so over over the past year, year and a half, we've been like, we've actually decided to partner with the church to do an entire worship album, which will be out in 2023. And actually the first single is going to be out this Friday from that Alive City Metro Collective Worship is uh, what we're calling the Worship Project. And we're doing it as like, like a joint effort together. And it's been super, super fun. Like we are stoked wow. about it. That that sounds brilliant. So so you're working with other people from within the church. So is it quite a large church? Yes, yes. Uh, the church has over over a thousand people, like on and on any given week, 
and then there's it's like a it's a pretty large community there's a ton of musicians who are involved um yeah people are excited about it it's super fun and it's been cool to get like to like to broaden the scope of like what we do to include people of different backgrounds than us people who are older than us who have like different things to bring to the table but it's it's super fun man we just we love creating music so for people who i think oh i'd like to look up what was the name of the collective and the name of the track yeah um so if you are following a live city on apple music on spotify amazon any of these places you can find on friday um our song is called therefore i won't fear anymore that's the name of the song and uh it's it's going to be a joint release with metro collective worship cool so so that's coming if you if you're following a live city you will that song will pop up into your um into your your platform on friday the release date for it then is the 18th of november 2022 yes. so you can go to your streaming platforms right now and search that up i'm sure okay so um so that's really interesting. That's a, a, a new thing working on the worship side of things that's directly worship based album. So quite exciting thing to do. What's the things that God wants to work on you, Zach? What's the thing that God is saying, you know, I want to stretch you, I want to grow you, I want to talk to you about this. So what, what's the character things? Because it's always working on all of us. This is, this is not me yeah. trying to dig meanly at you in any way at all, sir. But I know that God's always taking us on a journey and different phases in our lives. There are different things that God seems to prioritize as actually this is this is this season. I just want to hone you or do this with you. What's the things that are challenging at the moment from God's perspective in, in your life? I am a three, four in the on the personality test. So I okay. So not not all countries will know what the personality test you're talking okay. about is a three okay. four. Well, tell us about the personality yeah. test. What, what what's a three four? Um, so I am extremely driven to uh like with an achievement bent in my personality, and then uh, coupled with like a creative bent as well. So it's I I'm running twenty four seven uh seven days a week just like on like on all cylinders. I'm always going after stuff. I'm always like very driven and wired. And I think that that's like, it's been a huge blessing in my life, but I'm seeing, I'm seeing now. And I think, I think something that God is trying to teach me is to, is to, to one, to be able to slow down from time to time and to just like rest in his presence and to rest in his blessings. And then two, honestly, to remember that I didn't, I didn't do this even though sometimes it can be it can be very very easy to to like look at like i'm a 24 year old kid and things are finally like starting to like like i'm i'm starting to achieve some of my my lifelong dreams but i i don't want i don't want to take credit for that i i really truly don't because every everything that's happened in my life has been a result of god of God choosing to bless me and God choosing to open up doors that I could never open up on my own. And I just, I want to, I, I like, I really and truly want to remember that. And I want, uh, I want credit to, to go where credit's due. Yeah. Well, I've got to say probably a challenge for lots of people. It's very easy to, to go, ah, oh, yes, here's my success, but it's yeah, like, look what I built, but it's, it's not what I built. It's, 
it's not like I can't take the credit for for anything. Well, I'm like um, God, God has chosen. God is. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna I am I'm gonna say well I sort of agree with you. In fact, mostly agree with you. But I also want to say you've partnered with God in it because he's he has gifted you, and then you said okay I'm gonna submit my gifts to you and and run with them because you couldn't you couldn't sit down on your on your studio chair there and say ah god's gonna do everything and i'm just gonna sit here <laughs> you have you have you have worked hard as well to to get to the place where god's opening those doors for you yeah yeah so so i don't i don't i don't want to spoil your modesty thing but i do also want to say well done you for working hard at the things that god's put in front of you so because uh, it's paying yeah. dividends and I'm, I'm not saying i'm perfect at it because like I'm, I'm saying it's something i'm struggling with and that's like that's yeah. that's the position that my heart is like it's fighting itself back to that back to that song that we just put yeah. out like i'm fighting myself like where i i know uh i know like what the right posture is to have and i just i want i want to glorify god through the through the ups and the downs that that sounds like a really good attitude and if you can maintain it god will then be able to take you further as well so so that's that's cool um talking about the bible what's your favorite bible passage and why mm. Um, I really like Psalms 46. It talks about being courageous in the midst of fear. And I think that's something that's powerful, that's inspiring. And I know it's it's a position that I want to live my life from because there's, there's never going to be a time in my life where there's going to be no fear, where there's going to be no worry, no anxiety. But I know that I have a God who's so much bigger than any of the fears or any of the worries that I may face. And I think Psalms 46 is like a beautiful picture just talking about like the bigness of God, the goodness of God. So go read it. Yeah, it's a good recommendation. Psalm 46, go and have a look at it. Definitely a good thing to actually help us get a, a godly perspective, especially on fear around us as well. Um, okay, you've told us a little bit about people can go and follow you on your different music platforms, but I, a website, do you actually have a website? We don't have a website. <laughs> uh, younger generations go website, website. I'm just going to have Instagram. That'll do me. So, um, so yeah, okay. Anyone who's a generation as old as mine are now going. Oh well, how do I find them? Uh, are you on Facebook? Yes, we are on Facebook. Um, a live city. Yeah, the, fa fa Facebook, the old people's social media platform. Okay, so um, so sorry, you're going to say where where on Facebook they'd find you? Where, yeah, what's that? Uh, we are on Facebook at a live city band. We have Instagram, and then honestly, I would say like what's taken the place of a website per se for us is we're like very very active on the DSPs, primarily on Spotify and Apple Music. Like we we keep our Spotify and our Apple Music pages basically updated as if they were a website. So if you really want to dive into a live city, I would suggest checking us out on Spotify or Apple Music. Okay, that, but, or Amazon. And you, yeah, and you said right at the start, it's all it's all about the music. So um, so being being updating the stuff there makes quite a bit of sense rather than taking people elsewhere. So and for anyone who's going, what's a DSP, uh, digital streaming platform, was the answer to that question that you might have had a moment ago. Yeah. So for the people who are slightly older, I guess. Uh, anyway, wait a second. What a perfect moment! Random person has just arrived in the studio behind. Me, Let's, <laughs> this is my dad. It's your dad. Hey, come on, come on over, sir. Very, very well. So, what's your name? 
I'm Jerry. Jerry? I'm the pastor of our church. Yeah. Oh, well, great to meet you. I, we, uh, me and, and the listeners have been a wonderful time here talking with Zach. So I'd like to ask now, Zach, while your dad is in the room, what is the thing that you're most grateful about your dad for? Mm, I, I could literally go, I could go on all day. I really please do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go on, give, give me, give me, give me the first thing that comes to mind. Oh, uh, I think the first thing is he he taught me how to work hard. Mm. Like I I really get like my my drive to be the best that I can be from this guy, mm. and just like to never give up on things. So he, my dad has built a lot of things. He's 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 a uh, construction worker, a contractor, and he like he builds these incredible buildings he's uh he's a pastor he built a church he uh does real estate he built a very successful real estate business but the man works so hard for his family i, I was hoping he was going to say something about jesus and laying a foundation in his life but <laughs> i didn't I guess i'll take that get there yet. Well, he, well he sort of mentioned laying a foundation but he was talking about construction <laughs> probably not quite the same one but yeah. but you're talking about the principles of actually you've watched him work hard and, and yeah. be successful because put the time into things and got those skills and so that's, that's that's the first thing um the second thing is just like seeing how how faithful he's been to his family mm. in leading us to Jesus yeah. through like, even though he's a busy guy, even though he's stretched in a million different directions, his priority really is that his kids and his wife and all of us will, will know and love God mm. for who he Gotta is. be a fantastic yeah. thing uh, to, to actually hear your son saying that's something that we're grateful for and and chatting with zach the fruit in his heart is is amazing jeremy i've got i've got a question for you what is your funniest memory of zach from when he was growing up oh my goodness uh zachary i don't know if you picked this up but he is uh quite a character he is a clown and uh he does the craziest thing i, I remember one time uh, he was about maybe 10 years old. We had this huge tree off of our back porch and uh, <laughs> he's got his uh, cousin on the ground and he's up probably 40 feet in the air and he's got this little tiny rope. He's holding on to one end, his cousin's holding on the other. And he's like, dad, perfect time. I'm about ready to jump and Marshall, his cousin, he's going to hold me <laughs> like <laughs> as if this little eight year old's going to be able to hold him jumping out of a tree 40 feet up in the air. And I'm like, don't you dare jump so, so uh you know probably is one of his most famous moments was he was arrested for climbing um uh uh, uh what was it called mount uh mount rushmore mount, mount rushmore which is a famous icon in america yeah, yeah he wasn't really doing anything wrong but he was just on the wrong side of the uh of the federal government at that point you know so it was so funny because i you know he's all over the newspapers christian rock star arrested for climbing mount rushmore it was so funny and people were going crazy like what kind of person would do that he did it wasn't anything bad or uh, mischievous or anything like that but it was that's just kind of how he is he's like uh i'll jump and uh we'll see what happens you know wow. that's what makes him zachary that's what makes his music fun that's what makes uh you you ought to see these guys perform live it's it, it's just uh creative and passionate and driven um you know it, it's it's uh you know a lot of a lot of modern music it seems like the musicians kind of stand there and all the lights and the video does all the work for him but he likes to get right into it you know and yeah, jam with the fun. people and, and have fun and he plays all the instruments it's just so fun to watch him grow up and play and and i don't know if you guys even talked about the worship music but that's what's probably most exciting for my wife and i is just to see 
uh, his arts being used for God and and purposefully uh, wanting to do worship, which is a whole different expression of art, you know? So it's pretty cool. You know what? It's great seeing the two of you together. And thank you for chipping in on the interview with some extra information that we might have missed out on because he didn't didn't mention that he'd been arrested before. (laughs) So um, we we, we did talk about some challenges, but that wasn't one of them. So, and and, uh, if it helps at all, Jeremy, my my son once got brought home by the police as well. (laughs) Uh, And and he's a great guy, but he he, he decided to do some parkour, which is sort of running and jumping. uh, And did, did did it on a roof of a building that he shouldn't have been on yeah they brought him very home similar and they, story. They, they brought him home and they, they what was nice though they were absolutely lovely these two police people and uh uh they said he was one of the politest people they've ever brought home to their parents so oh, oh, no. that, was, that was quite good so um so that was that well, was all right well anyway. i'll let you guys get at it okay yeah bless you nice nice, nice to meet you yeah so so cool. funny funny story with um with my mount rushmore incident I didn't get brought. Um, I didn't get brought home after that. I got brought to the police station and had to stay the night in jail. Oh, stay- <laughs> oh my, yes. my, my my son was not that bad. Then you 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 probably got in trouble. So well, yeah. But, but Mount Rush- Rushmore, I mean, that that is quite iconic. I I, I think um, probably quite protected, and people probably don't want people going yeah. doing crazy stuff. So like this it. was just a hiking trip. This was I was not trying to climb any monuments i was just hiking and i ended up in the wrong section of the park and next thing i know the federal agents are chasing me on the top of a mountain i'm just like whoa <gasps> okay that that would be super scary and when you said i'm just going for a walk they they, they said it's yeah. right we're still going to arrest you anyway yeah exactly that wow Wow. Okay. Uh, well, uh, well, I think I think me and probably the listeners will absolve you for that because it doesn't sound like it was an intentional. <laughs> it was not intentional yeah, yeah, at yeah. all. Crazy, crazy. Okay, so we've got one more track uh, to play from you. It's called "Missing Peace." Tell us all about "Missing Peace." So, "Missing Peace" was a song that one of my very good friends and I decided to make together. Um, his name is Quasar Pro and he does the second verse. So I, I have a pretty high voice when I sing. So you'll hear me like in, in the beginning of the song and then in the choruses. And then he comes in and he is, his voice is in every way, the exact opposite of mine. So you'll hear the contrast and like, it's, it's really fun. Actually, look at this. So for anybody who's watching, that's a picture of uh, me and him together. The missing piece. Yeah, yes, you two guys hanging <laughs> yeah. out. So cool. This, uh, this, uh, this is from my wedding, actually. Oh, okay. That, <laughs> yeah. And most people wear suits, but you wore a t-shirt with a picture of you and a mate. Yep, that's what we're doing. Oh, oh, I can see that. You mean the picture is the picture is from your wedding? It's yeah. not that you had t-shirts made to wear at your wedding. <laughs> yeah, the picture was taken. Um, the this is like the album cover of Missing Peace, which is the song we're about to hear. But we took the picture at um right after my wedding at the dance party. We were all like having a good time, just messing around. And they took that picture of the two of us together and we were like, that's the absolute perfect cover for this album. That makes a lot of sense. Cool. Okay. So the story, uh, the story behind writing the song, what's it, what's what's it written for? What, what, What are you hoping listeners will gain from it? Yeah. We wrote the song originally actually with my friend, Jonathan Gamble with Capital Christian Music Group. So we had the song written, uh, during COVID when we were all locked in our basements in the United States. 
And that was not a very fun time. That was not fun at all. But we were we were trying to make the most of it. And so we hopped on uh, like a Zoom type of call and we wrote the uh, the initial parts for the song. And that was that was a couple of years ago. And the song, nothing happened with it after that. So like we we kept we kind of were thinking, oh, this is a cool song. We we want to do something with it. We want to put it out. But it just it didn't feel right yet. Like the magic wasn't there in the song. And so eventually I showed it to my friend, my friend Tommy, who uh, ended up doing the feature on the song. And I was like, hey, bro, this is this is what I have so far. You got any ideas? And he brought a completely different perspective to the song that really made it feel magical and it made it feel like us. It made it um, it was just very fun, very lighthearted. And um, and then we we felt like we had it in the the like the the heartbeat behind the song is just to remind people that no matter no matter how hard you try, you can't figure this thing called life out on your own. You just can't do it. I've tried. I know Tommy's tried. We've we've all tried really hard to figure out life without God, and we we just couldn't. And so this song is just a reminder that whatever that missing piece is for you, that 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 missing piece can only be filled by one person, and his name is Jesus. Let's go. I tried filling my hurt in attempts to find worth in pretending that I was completed and I only needed myself. But you are the rest. You are the rest of me. I couldn't be on my own. You are the courage taking me where I'd never go. My heart has a hole. You're the missing piece. And that was Missing Peace by Alive City. And thanks so very much to Zach for joining us today on the artist interview. And there are many other interviews from other great artists with great stories and lovely music for you to enjoy. Just go to your favorite uh, podcast platform and search up the artist interview. I'm your host, Gordon T. I look forward to joining you on the next episode. God bless. Bye-bye. Talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM artist interview.